Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is... Ben. My name is Peter. I was just sort of doing my hair there when you started. But yeah. That's, you know, why, you why not? Like you're right out of a L'Oreal advert. Yes. Oh, a nice L'Oreal. It's not It's not M or L'Oreal. It's L'Oreal. L'Oreal Amenope. Yes. Yeah. I, I had a friend who... Um, I was going to say that English was a second language. It wasn't. Her family, her parents had uh, come to Britain from the the Middle East. Okay. But she was a like she was born in England, so it was her first language. Um, but she used to pronounce Elviv as Elvive. Okay. And also Pantene as Pantene. Pantene is the American pronunciation. Is it really? They call it Pantene. So we thought it was quite amusing that the two brand names we happened to knew that she couldn't get right in her head mm. were both shampoos. It was just a strange, strange coincidence. Oh. Yeah. She was a very, she was one of my best friends. Don't worry. It was okay. It was all in jest. Anyway, it's a good start to the podcast. Great. Now. Welcome to our video game podcast. Our video game podcast. I feel so tired today. Do you? I feel like I've got absolutely nothing Nothing going for me oh, well, today. Sorry to just throw a crap anecdote. No, at that's you okay. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be the podcast without one of those, either no. from myself or you. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I've got like my eyes. I feel them just sort of closing of of their own volition. Did you not sleep well, or did you? I slept fine, but yesterday I was really tired too. I think I just need a. The last weekend I had a very very social weekend, mm. which I'll talk about when we talk when we when we talk games, what mm. we're playing. Yeah. Um. But and this weekend it's the same deal. Really. Is it? And I kind of just, I just want to sleep. I was very tired yesterday in the office because it was very warm. Mm. When we got in, it was cold and I put the heating on and then it got warmer and warmer to the point where I wanted the heating off because it was making me lethargic. But I was that lethargic that I couldn't be bothered to get out of my chair. It's a tricky cycle, isn't it? I would succumb to hypothermia so hard. Mm -hmm. I'd just be, I just couldn't, wouldn't be asked. Yeah. Well, Let's talk about our video game podcast. The podcast, by the way, that you are not only listening to, mm. but a podcast that we cannot possibly do without the support of our weekly sponsors. We get a new sponsor every week. It's a real company. Mm. It's a real product. Yeah. It's a real uh, Pantene. Elvive. Elvive uh, flavor. That's what you call them, isn't it? Flavors. Flavor, shampoo. yeah. Mm. What's your favorite flavor of shampoo? Oh, uh, eucalyptus. 
Really? No. Mine is sport. Yeah? Yeah. That's a good one. That's one of it my It makes all ones. of the women's come for you. They do. I mean, They're as in there. travel towards you. Not. I don't mean anything else by that. Happy Valentine's yesterday, everyone. Yeah. Peter, mm-hmm. you've got the ad read for the sponsor this week. I have. Tell me all about this fine, upstanding moral company. Well, you know how that, that cool Mimi Sonic movie's coming out soon? I certainly sh- I dos. You certainly dos, yeah. MS dos. Well, they have their own tie-in company. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out alongside that, you know how sometimes I do a film will release merchan- merchandisables. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, we're sponsored by some of the tie-in merchandise for the Sonic movie. Okay, this week uh, it's the Sonic brand laxatives. Um, if you know, you know when you know you're looking at, at your watch and you're like, oh, I could kind of do with with having a little plops um, in the next sort of ten I've to got, fifteen minutes. I've got a custom. Mark on my on my watch that says plop o'clock. Yeah, so it's it's plop o'clock, but you're like, oh, but I need to leave immediately. I need to go in like the next two minutes. I need to. I must evacuate. Yeah. Well, what you need to do there is evacuate your bowels very quickly so that you're able to get out of the get out of the building and head to work or whatever. We're taking an awful long run up to this <clears throat> to this joke. Gotta go, comma fast question mark. Got uh, gotta go. Fast? Okay. Do you need to go, like, quickly, soon? You need to go quick? Soon. Do you need to, in the next few moments, go? Right. Have some Sonic brand laxatives. Okay. Is it a little blue pill? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it is. It comes in yellow and red as well. Uh, The yellow one's not very good. No. (laughs) What does the yellow one do? It just sort of screams at you and, (laughs) yeah, you sort of wish that it didn't exist. The red one? uh, Oh, it's really edgy. Is it? As in, it's uncomfortable when you actually have the plop. Okay, there's a there's lot of edges, edges on it. Yeah. There's a lot of edges. Don't know how that happens. Okay. Don't take the red one. Brilliant. I don't like. I don't like any of that. No. Uh, which is fortunate because that's a lie. Good. It's not real. It's not a real ad read. You fools. You 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 you. But it was so you, smooth. You you you, and you, you Well, yeah, but yeah, that's the power of the laxative, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you fall for it every week. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're the real idiots. sponsors are, of course, our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. There are various tiers that you can support us at. It's very much appreciated. You get access to things like worst games ever two days early, mm-hmm. uh, Patreon exclusive Discord calls. Uh, yeah, is that right? Discord exclusive Patreon calls. Patreon exclusive Discord calls. Yeah, that's that doesn't right. make sense, doesn't yeah. it? I felt like I got that wrong in my head. All sorts of other things. However, it, 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 as a bare minimum, if you were to give $1 a month, you would get access to the patron uh, the patron zone, which uh, which is the place that we... I'm desperately trying to... Uh, you, you, know that, you know that bit from Wallace and Gromit where he's putting the track in front of the train? Yeah. That's what's happening That's what with words doing. currently. Uh, but you've long fallen off the track I've, already. I'm already falling, but I'm still trying to build something. It's like Line Rider. Uh, basically, if you go there and you donate $1 a month... Good Line Rider reference. You're, thank you. I always, I always try to keep it topical, don't we? Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll get access to the, the podcast post where we ask for podcast questions. I, la- I stuck the landing. You did. I got it. You did. I well got done, there eventually. Thank what, you. I don't know what you've done with the controls, but it was good. It was all over the place. Peter, please help me. We've got a question here. This is from Arches Be Cray. Sometimes Arches do be Cray. They do be like that. They though. do sometimes be like that. Uh, Arches Be Cray says, what are both of your favorite video game slash movie, well, video game movie crossovers? Uh, with the soon to be released Marvel game, I wonder if you guys have a soft spot or hard spot uh, on any movie video games. Um, and then I'd, at this point, I'd already started to write my answer. 
like a like a SWAT at school who's not even read the full question. Right. And then right at the end it says, I always remember playing the PS2 King Kong game, which is what I've begun to write already. Oh, you are a huge, gigantic loser. I am. You are. Don't read the last two words because I, I accidentally put those on there. I shuffled the I questions scribbled around. That, I scribbled oh, them out because I could tell. I've only just seen it. Yeah. How embarrassing. Really, really bad. Mm. Yeah. And you did this yesterday. So you, well, actually, no, you were tired yesterday too. So you, yeah, you do have an exactly. Excuse. I've got all the excuses. I'm infallible. King Kong. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Mm-hmm. The PS2 PJKK. PJKK, yeah. was a really good game, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a movie tie-in, it was... In fact, we've got a list on our channel of 10 good... Uh, movie-based video games, and this is on there. There you go. Um, it was by Peter's favourite man, Michel Ancel. Ah. Uh, he was in charge of that. Um, it's very uh, there's there's like very minimal HUD, um, and even like what what does occasionally appear mostly vanishes after like it just is there when you need it. I think like your ammo counter, and then that's it. It disappears. Um, I think it's even letterboxed all the way through. So it's quite sort of cinematic, even though it's a first-person shooter for the most part. But you get to play as Kong as well, Mm. which is third-person, and you just beat T-Rexes up and stuff like that. Beat T-Rexes up. Let me beat up T-Rexes. And there's a secret ending as well to that game. So we all know what happens at the end of King Kong. Spoilers, King Kong climbs to the top of, well, sometimes it's the Empire State Building, in older games, it was actually the world... In, in, in older films, it was the World Trade Center. Right. Which he can't do anymore. No. Is uh, that... Is that the end? Is that where it just finishes, usually? He's just on top of a building. No, well, he climbs up it, and then they should... <laughs> I wasn't fit. done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going to find out in, in the next... Well, we'll never do a sequel. King Konged. Yeah. The um, sequel. He climbs up there, and then planes come and shoot him down, and he dies. That's sad. He How falls. many people did he kill by falling on them? Uh, I, I Six, don't know. Seven. Like 12. That's a lot of people. He smacks, smacks some of the planes out of the sky as well. That's so. even more. That's a high body count. That's really bad. Um, but, so, so that's like the sort of the tragedy of King Kong there at the end. And uh, the, the man who's been making the film, I think he's called De- Denim. Mm, Denim. Mm, Denim. Uh, his, his famous line at the end uh, is, uh, it was beauty killed the beast. Because he was like in love with the girl, and that's right. that's what he why that's, he died. That's the earliest um, furry yeah fanfic. It as well, is actually, man. but the PS2 video game version of mm. that film has a secret ending where you just smash a bunch of planes. Where he gets the girl. He get and then he gets the girl, and he he decides. Actually, no, it's okay, I'll come down now. I'll come down. And he just climbs back down the Empire State Building. Then it kind of fades to black. And then he's back on the island, like, beating his chest. And the, the plane is, like, flying around going, oh, Kong, yay. So I think the idea is that he climbed down and went, sorry, everyone, sorry. Um, just take, take me home. So I, we've all had a drink. I'm really, you know, these aren't trainers. I've got, I've got a shirt on. I will just take me home, please. I thought you were going to say he gets, he goes to King Kong prison. Oh, he I just has only. to go to a big special jail. Yeah, because he's been naughty and he's just killed himself four up. people. He gets yeah. massive handcuffs put mm-hmm. on him. Yeah, that's how it works. Could be it. So that's fun. Like there's an extra ending where Kong doesn't die, which is nice, nice and not sad. Good. I've got one. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings games. 
Oh, yeah, very good. Return of the King and the Two Towers. Mm -hmm. Those games had no right to be as good as they were. No. They were fantastic. I don't know if both of them had co-op, but certainly I think uh, Return of the King did. Yeah. We could play with, with a friend. You got to pick your favorite hero in any given scene. Yeah, different characters. You played through the game following the, the story of the film, and it would fade from sort of horrifying, blocky PS2 graphics into actual... Clips from the film. Clips from the movie. But you'd you'd get points and you'd level up and be able to buy new moves and mm -hmm. stuff. It was really, really well put together. And I was always very sad when I went back and played The Hobbit, which, of course, wasn't based on the films oh, yeah. because there wasn't a Hobbit game. Uh, oh, no, The Fellowship of the Ring even, actually. Sorry. There was a Fellowship of the Ring game. Right, yeah, but that was that, not, that based, was not on... based on the movies. It was based on the book. And I was always so baffled by it. And I didn't really understand it. And I think I left it at some point and I went downstairs to get a drink or whatever and forgot about it. And I came upstairs and it turns out there was this, at the beginning of the game, there, there's apparently this real time uh, sort of meta game where you have to escape the Shire before the, the spook boys get you. Oh, yeah. Because I'd, I came back upstairs to a screen that said I'd been captured by the spook boys because I took too long to get out of the Shire. Oh, God. Oh, man. Well, never return this to the library, which is where I borrowed it from. Yeah. Uh, those two games are brilliant, though. The Return of the King and the Two Towers. More recently, however, mm. the Ratchet and Clank re sort of reboot, yeah. which was developed by Insomniac, uh, was technically a movie tie-in. I suppose so, yeah. For, for, the, for the film. And yeah. Obviously, you know, there's... there's it's a bit of a tenuous one because Insomniac, obviously, Ratchet and Clank is theirs. Mm. And uh, they basically remade the first game but made it look shiny. But it was almost indistinguishable from the film from what I saw from the trailers because I'm not going to go and see the film. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that also deserves a mention as well. I'd like to play a movie tie-in that was good. Because I, I like the first one, but it, it only just stands up. Like, you go back and play it and you're like, yeah, this is like a PS2 Mm. like era mascot platformer it's a bit just a bit wink wonk and like some people mad for Ratchet and Clank I know my friend is a huge Ratchet and Clank fan yeah. I think for some people it's their Spyro oh Crash yeah Bandicoot, of course you know, I understand same with that Jack, yeah. and, Jack and Dax stuff I can lend you it if you want to play it yeah maybe very good. maybe I will so those are those are my choices there I've got a couple more quick ones okay uh, Harry Potter the PS1 Yeah, that's games. a good that's a good point. You know, they look weird and stuff, but they're very charming. I like going to Diagon Alley. That was mm -hmm. just an extra thing in there that wasn't even part of the film where like in the middle of term he goes with Hagrid to Diagon Alley and does some shopping and goes to Gringotts and stuff. That's fun. Super fun. You get to go on the the minecart ride. Yeah, which trouble is with the trolley. Highly irresponsible it to, is. to go on that. Uh and the music is so good as well. Jeremy Jeremy Sewell. Sewell. Yeah. Um but also Spider-Man 1, right? Now, everyone talks about Spider-Man 2 because mm. it's so good. The web swinging is great. So Spider-Man the movie, the video game. Yeah, um, the, the Sam Raimi ones. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2 is the one that most people talk about because objectively, it's better than Spider-Man 1. Right. But I didn't have Spider-Man 2 uh, when I was younger. I had Spider-Man 1, really liked it. Um, the, the narration is done by Bruce Campbell again, like the tutorial stuff, which is really funny. Like halfway through the tutorial, he just says, I'm off to get a ham sandwich. And then like the next time you hear from him, he like gives you some instruction and, and then it finishes and goes, oh, too much mustard. Like that, <laughs> which is just so weird. Uh, but it had like loads of extra villains in it that weren't even in the movie. Like Vulture was in it and Shocker, mm. Scorpion was in it. Um, and again... Best of all, yeah. a bit like King Kong. What? Once you've finished Spider-Man 1 all the way through, 
you then unlock Harry Osborne's Green Goblin, not Norman Osborne's Green Goblin, which everyone always corrects me on whenever I mention this in a list. They're like, actually, it's Norman Osborne in Spider-Man 1. No, it's not. It's set after the film, after he's died, right? Right. Norman takes up the the goblin cowl. The gobbers. But he doesn't become the gobbers until, is it Spider-Man 3? No, it's non-canon like this Oh, right. This they, just, campaign. they didn't know it was going to go no. that way in the films. They just thought, this will be fun. But it's set after Norman's death and Harry puts on the suit, gets the glider, and is investigating uh, Norman's death. And you play through... All of the same levels you played through originally, but they've just redubbed a load of the dialogue to like retroactively make a whole new story where he's like investigating past events that like happened, and that's why he's gone back to these locations. And you would fly around on the glider and like throw bombs at people and stuff. There's this whole extra character wow. with completely different mechanics. You get to play as Frames Janko. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. James Franco. Uh, yes, you do. You do get to play. I wonder if it's voiced by him. Because Tobey Maguire did the voice for that game. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Pizza time. Pizza time. He's, it's a shame he's gone from mm. from the universe. Apparently, I looked him up recently mm. to try and find out why. Apparently, he's just a bit of an ass. He's difficult oh, no, to work with. Apparently, he's very difficult to work with. Oh, that's he's, sad. Uh, he directs now, doesn't he? Problematic man. Yeah, but apparently even that hasn't gone too great for him, oh. which is a shame because if he, if they, Sony ever were brave enough mm. to give us a proper Spider-Verse film yeah. with Holland, Garfield, and hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Then he could cause massive issues because he's a big old Wilson. Yeah, but uh, he's we'll see. simultaneously lots of people's favourite Spider-Man. Or it's certainly those yeah. films are people's favourite films. It's not necessarily the favourite Spider-Man. I mean, he's but... got the best memes. That yeah, he has. cannot be denied. Didn't he play a pizza delivery guy, though, in Spider-Verse? Enter the Spider-Verse? I don't know, actually. I've heard, I don't know if that's true. I've seen something Tony like... Maguire, Enter the Spider-Verse. information I think he didn't actually play one of the Spider-Men but he he played a pizza delivery guy I don't think he said pizza time mm. but pizza time pizza time it's pizza time go <laughs> you know his his pizza delivery man do you not know that <laughs> no, meme I've not seen that bit there's the bit where he he tells him like you know deliver these pizzas and he goes oh yeah sure and then sort of pauses and then the guy goes go uh and people uh. have like also just taken that just right. the, the entire any reference just to anything pizza in that film. In that film. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, there was a meme I was. I know that we're way off topic, and it's only question one. We've yeah. been twenty know, minutes. It's insane. Uh, there was there was a video that I saw recently that just absolutely destroyed me, and I'll have to try and find it so I can send it to you. And it's a clip from Into the Spider Verse, or Enter the Spider Verse, or Become the Spider Verse, yeah, whatever, whatever it's it called, Spider Verse. Yeah. Where all the characters are in the same room, all the Spideys, and then all their senses start going off. And they turn around to face the door and someone's someone's edited it so that when the door opens, it's him arriving late for the dinner party. And he just goes, hey, everyone. Oh, yeah, I've it's seen so that. So good. It's I've seen that. So good. Oh, and then there's the time he chows down on that hot dog when he just yeah. watches the like the, the police car go past and he looks and then he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, everything he does. It's brilliant. The dance. It's so overacted. Yeah. There's the bit with Mary Jane where, she, where she's holding onto him for dear life while he's swinging. And actually, if you look closely, it's just a mannequin of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. She's just holding onto a mannequin. He's just completely stiff. Absolutely motionless. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolute, what a phenomenal set of films. Mm. 
I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's get through what we play in as fast as Quick we can. <laughs> it's what we play in. Mm. Peter, what we play in. Well, I've been continuing Rosie 4, as I've said, past few weeks, because I've been live streaming that. Mm-hmm. Really enjoying it. It's a good game. Yes. It's a very good game. Very good. Continues to be a good game yeah. every week. But mm. also this week, I've actually gone back to Crash Bandicoot 2 on the Insane Trilogy. Oh. Because it turns out I've not platinum that, and I thought I had. Oh. Because I've platinum Spyro 1 to 3 and Crash 1 and 3. Right. And I think I just got confused and thought I'd done all of both of them. Okay. Um, That's embarrassing. Oh, it's what very a stain on your legacy. Well, Crash 2 is my least favorite Crash game. And, I mean, if you if you take the six games, Spyro and Crash, all together, mm. Crash 2 is my least favorite of the entire six. Right. Or maybe not. Maybe, I, maybe Spyro 3 is. Anyway. Um, I'll fight you. I'm not... I'm not in it for platinum pops themselves. Yeah. I don't... So, for example, I wouldn't uh, get anything out of playing one of those easy platinum games that you play. Yeah. And just getting a platinum from it. Just, like, seeing that pop is, like, I I don't really feel that. But Mm. what I do like is knowing that I have 100%ed games that I like, which is a slightly different thing. Mm -hmm. So Crash 2, Insane Trilogy, I really like overall. And, uh, yeah, just realized that I've not got all the trophies, so I've been doing that. Mostly just doing time trials, and that's just not fun because you're just playing the same thing over and over again. And mostly you're playing the same first 30 seconds of something, and then you flip it up and you have to start again. Um, But there were a couple that I hadn't got that I was sure I had, but there's one where, like, in the warp uh, warp room of Crash 2, uh, there's that level bear it with the little polar bear Mm. and he's waiting outside the portal and you have to jump on his head like 10 times and when you do that like loads of lives come out of him oh and you just get loads of lives and there's a trophy for that no you don't but he sort of goes "Ah." oh i don't like that yeah it's horrible but uh you get a trophy for that it's called uh a helping paw maybe or some stupid god bearicide yeah probably um so yeah just been just been mopping up a few trophums in Crash 2, mostly. Uh, yeah. How about you? Swallow. Good. I finished my drink. Mm. So have you got the? Have you got it yet? The got platinum. Oh uh, no, no, still I'm working not, towards yeah, it. Still, still working on it, mate. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I had my brothers and sisters up to visit last weekend, mm-hmm. which was a non-stop party fun thrill. Ride. I bet it was. From beginning on Thursday night to end on Monday morning. You got a door pizza. I did get a door pizza. A pizza that wouldn't fit through the door. Yeah, you um, had to hold the box diagonally. I actually did. It was it was the man had to collapse or woman, it was a man, had to collapse the back seats in his car. Oh my god. To deliver it. And he said I think what you need to do, rather than holding it on the sides, is support it in the middle on the top and the bottom. Because <laughs> it's sagging <laughs> with weight uh, and grease. Yes. So I did have to sort of... It was like that bit from the Mr. Bean film where he's pretending he's pushing oh, yeah. a trolley, but it's a work of art under a sheet. And when he goes round, go, goes past people in the corridor, he has to tilt Who it sideways. have a trolley. Yeah. He meets another trolley down the corridor, yeah. Uh, so it was a bit like that. I couldn't... It would not fit through a door. It was a 30-inch pizza. Mm-hmm. It was astonishing, and I will do it again to my poor, poor body. Uh, so it, a lot of party games were on the, were on the menu, yeah, including on the menu. some PlayLink stuff. 
Good. Played Frantics, which is a fun little collection of mini games. I think we played that on Vidiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, played uh, That's You. Played Gang Beasts. I pulled off the sickest elimination in Gang Beasts, my dude. Did you? I did a running drop kick. I've oh. never been able to do a running drop kick before or, or knock anyone out in that game using any kind of kick. Why didn't you share it on your social medias? I've got it saved. I've got the clip saved. I may I may oh, do that. It do was it. on top of the blimp level. Mm-hmm. And I just ran around in a circle, jumped and just drop kicked them right off the edge. It was beautiful. Wow. So good. Uh, Crash Team Racing, of course, mm-hmm. wasn't even a competition. No, Although, of course not. When I started it up, I had to agree to 70 pages of license agreements again, which was really fun. So thank you, Activision. Fantastic. Presumably agreeing that they could charge me for Wumper Coins and all sorts of other stuff like mm. that, which is fun. Uh, Man of Medan. Did a, did a playthrough of Man of Medan. Oh, yeah. Had a different outcome. Was it good? No. No. Had a different outcome, though. Yep. Uh, I, di- I was actually able to pay attention to the story this time as well. Mm-hmm. So that it does explain a little, a little bit more about what was going on. It wasn't right. just like mystery spooks. Yeah. Um, so that's how it felt when we played it. Yeah, it's difficult when you're playing it on mm. stream, isn't it, to fully pay attention to everything that's going on. But uh, it's still not great. And I, their their next one, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Spook Hill, so not Silent Hill. That is Little Hope. I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. That's due to be coming out. In 2020 is what right. it says. And so far, as far as I'm aware, no word. So we will see what goes on with that. All we've seen is a trailer with a with a scary man in it. Yeah, it's got Will, like, whatever his name next is. Next to someone's actor. face. Will. Yeah, which, Will, which Will, Will something, you know. Will Defoe. Fam- famous actor is in it anyway. He's, he's in lots of stuff. He's in Bandersnatch and things, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You him. know who he is. You know the guy. The Bandersnatch one. Yeah, the, but Will Bandersnatch. Yes. Will Bandersnatch? Mm, I don't yeah. know. Ask him. Hmm. Ask him. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've played. Let's move on to this next question from Jim Johns. Jim Johns, which Any... reminds oh, me of oh, the what Deck Lasers Law. symbiote hat so, out of Today on Xantiar by Adam Buxton, who's called Ron Johns. Okay, okay. <laughs> good reference there. That's a really, really. I nearly swore niche that one. Yeah. You should go find it. Look it up. Today on Xantia. Jim Johns asks, any thoughts on what launch titles are going to accompany the PlayStation 5? Horizon 2, NAC 3. Will you be early adopters or will you be waiting to see what happens before buying? Thank you, Big Ben and Tiny Peter. Tiny Peter, Mm -hmm. will you be early adopters? I think so, yeah. You're going to do it? I I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I might... It might depend on what the actual... the launch titles are, which we don't know yet. What's but... the threshold for price that would be a no-no for you? What would you not be willing to pay any more than? Bearing in mind that even if it launches at a price, you're going to look at paying more for games and extra controls. Mm, no, I know. Um, oh, I wouldn't like to spend more than... Oh, I don't know. It's been that long since I bought a console, and then there's like inflation. I don't even know what I should be expecting it to be. Like 300 quid... Maybe. No. What, you mean it'll, it'll be... It'll be more than that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought, but, you know... Hey, if you go to Argos with £300, mm. they might let you have some of it. Yeah, they, they might They might open do. the box and give you a bit of it. Yeah. And you can come back for the rest. Yeah, I don't know. Get it's, it on credit. It's worrying. I, I mean, I, I can... Sensible. And I, I'll be able to... I will be able to save up that money in time. It's just a big purchase, and it's just you knowing have that I'm things. spending that much money. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I just rather wouldn't. I don't. I don't want to spend like four hundred pounds on something 
like that in one go. But anyway, uh, depending on what the launch titles are and I guess what the price is as well, mm. I think I'll be an early adopter. Yeah. Um, so uh, what about you? Will you be an early adopter? Yeah. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> You'll be buying the super special. Of course I will. I'll be buying the most ridiculous version with all the controllers. All the trimmings. That's what I did with PS4. This is is a big moment. This is exciting. It only happens once every, what, seven, eight years? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm on board. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. This is what I... I I haven't had... I've had the same car, Peter, for (laughs) nearly a decade, Mm. and it... It it keeps not working, and I keep making it work again, and it limps on. Yeah. This is what I spend my money on. This but, is what I choose to spend my money on. But a new car is a lot more than the cost of a new car. It absolutely console, is. So. But what I mean is that if I could save money and put it towards something very practical, mm. but this is, as far as I'm concerned, I don't need a car with working air conditioning or wheels that stay on. Right. I'd, no. or, or starts reliably. Yeah. I'd rather have a car that works quite well. And if it if it breaks, just go back back into the flat and uh, and play your PlayStation. Play my Unless PlayStation. it breaks while you're out and you want to go home and play PlayStation. Oh, what if I'm going to pick up my new PlayStation? Oh, no, and imagine. the car breaks down and says, "Should have should have bought it. Should have bought the better car. Should have done it." Launch titles, though. Launch titles. I mean, I mean, straight off the bat, there'll be some games that are coming out before the PS5 that will surely be available at launch on PS5, The Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk, uh, others, you know, Re- Resi 3 is coming out before then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? I've got to break break it down. What we have to bear in mind is that the PS5 uh, is apparently backwards compatible, sort of, but maybe not, True. with PS4. Mm, that's a good uh, point. It might not be worth them. Doing a plus five version of things. Well, that's the th- they'll find a way to sell it to you. Mm. They certainly will. Um, CD Projekt Red have said that they are not working on a PS5 or Xbox Series X version of Cyberpunk. Did currently. not know that. Mm. Uh, but that may be COD's wallopy bolly wallies. Yeah, Call of Duty's wallop. Could be absolute COD swallop. So I broke it de- broke it down into a few categories. Mm. Sports. Yeah. You're gonna get FIFA. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get NBA. Yeah, that'll happen. Think you get the wrestles, 2K. Think it might work yet? Maybe if they take a year off, which they really should, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Multi-platform AAA is the next one I've got. I've got one of those. You'll probably find an or enhanced two. version of the coddles. Yeah, of the of the, the arse the arse creams, the assassins creams. Yeah, um, and whatever the big one is, maybe the, the division, not the division, Watchdogs. Well, maybe I wonder Watchdogs. if there might be a new version of the arse creams. What if Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out as a launch title? Well, that's what I mean. Oh right, yeah. It, it could, you you'll probably whatever you the mean... big multi-platform AAA game is right. from the big companies like. Maybe EA Stealth release a third Battlefront game this mm. year without anyone expecting it. They announce it and turn it around, and it's on PS4 and PS5 and Xbox Series right, X yeah. and so on. When you said enhanced, I thought you meant like Origins. but No, I mean, for... either they, they come out before earlier in the year, mm. and then they're like, here's the full version with the season pass in it, and it's just the same. Yeah. It's identical, really. Uh, or it, you know, it comes out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was 2017 when Origins came out. They used to make, churn those games out once a year, and then they said, we're not going to do that anymore. There was Odyssey last year. Uh, was it 2018? No, tw- no, 2018 wasn't last year, was it? Origins. Jesus. Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, and then they did Odyssey, which was the oh, of course. Greek one. 
Yeah, no, I totally forgot about the Greek one. Which I was thinking I about think the Egyptian one. That was 2018, was it? I, I must say, when I looked off? this up and I was like, when was the most... Because I, I was thinking, when was the most... When was the most Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Great. Let's find out. Oh. I was thinking, when was the most recent Assassin's Creed game? Uh, and I was like, oh, well, that was the Egyptian one, wasn't it? And I looked looked up when that came out, and that was 2017. I totally forgot about Odyssey. But, yeah. Because I didn't play them, that's why. 2018. So it has been, okay. it will have been a couple of so years. So it still will have been, yeah, a couple of years. Well, there you go. Um, so I think that, that will probably be on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've also got here... Remaster, quote unquote. You're looking at The Last of Us Two. You're looking at Death Stranding. Yeah. You're looking at the the Hideo Kojima uncut edition of Death Stranding. Hideous Kojima. Yeah, something like that. Something mm. something weird. Some justification like there was The Last of Us. I think it was just The Last of Us Remastered. Actually, is what they called it. Mm -hmm. Even though it came out sort of seven months later. Right. <laughs> uh, so they they will find ways of re-releasing. Probably PS4 exclusives again yeah. on PS5. Spider-Man Ultimate Edition with all mm -hmm. the DLC, but now on PS5 with no loading times, which Ooh. is their big, their big showcase was that Spider-Man could just they could travel to any part of the map and there would be no loading. God, that would be nice. Uh, it would just skip the loading times when you fast traveled. So that that'll probably happen. And then of course you've got your big exclusive. I think you'll only get one at launch. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that will either be Horizon 2 as a lot of people are suggesting yeah. or maybe even a Killzone game because yeah, we had so. one last generation and I'm not a huge Killzone fan but it's it's big enough isn't yeah, it? Yeah, people like it. I think yeah, Horizon 2 is probably the best shout there for the big exclusive but also out there which wouldn't be exclusive presumably Bit of a bit of a bit of a wild card idea. Yeah. Starfield. When's that going to come out? Oh, because God. now that's been in the works forever mm -hmm. since consoles began. Yes. Um, but uh, I know at the end of 2019, some outlets were saying the earliest we could possibly expect Starfield is 2020. Mm. Now. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come out in 2020. Yeah. It could come out in 2022, for all we know. They just saw the Outer Worlds and ran for the hills. Yeah, but what I do know is that uh, Bethesda have said that it's their next game. Mm -hmm. They've confirmed that it is their next game. And also that they're doing that, I mean, by definition of it being their next game, they're doing it before the next Elder Scrolls game. Right. Which they've teased already. And I'm sure that's not coming out for five years or more. But, you know, if if... They want to release the next Elder Scrolls game within a respectable time limit that it was worth them teasing it in the first place. So, you know, the next five or six years. They've got to get Starfield in before then if they're true to their word. Mm. So possibly in the next year, if, they're, Could be. if they've been working on it. They'll probably have their own E3 conference again this year. Mm -hmm. They can't talk about Doom anymore. They can't talk about Wolfenstein Youngblood anymore. They will talk about Fallout 76 They will again. talk about Fallout 76, mm -hmm. uh, and they'll act like, because they they didn't really apologize last, they didn't apologize last yeah. year at all. They didn't. They just said, Whoops. We got some, <laughs> yeah, they said, whoops, we got some things wrong. Mm. And then it's been another disastrous year. But because they've already addressed it, they'll pretend like the last year has been the biggest success story ever, especially yeah. as we've got the Wastelanders update coming soon as well, which is adding NPCs back in. Uh, so they'll have to talk about something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's that. Maybe they'll confirm that the Elder Scrolls 7, right? 6. 
Skyrim was five. Five, right. Yeah. Elder Scrolls seven sounded weird. It didn't yeah. sound right. Elder Scrolls six is set in Portsmouth, perhaps. Oh, who's to say? That would be nice. Or the Shire. Maybe just, we're just we're just crossing the streams. But Who even knows? Look out for that mini game at the start where the ghost where riders the, where can the get spook you. boys chase you while you go down and have. What have you had for your tea? Uh -huh. Well, I've not been chased by spook riders. I'll tell you that. Apples and chips. Um, <laughs> Took them from Farmer Maggot's field. What if Starfield is a ruse? And it's actually their much-needed new engine that they've just been dedicating time and resources to over the last few years. It's just called years. the Starfield engine. Exactly. Yeah. And like, we can do anything in this. Watch this. Fallout 77. They drop an apple and it just falls through the floor. <laughs> and it crashes. <laughs> they just do, do a demo and it just blue screens. And yeah. Go, Whoops. They go into a building. There's just plant leaves poking through the wall and stuff. Yeah. Amazing. And a thousand cheese wheels. I don't know. I don't even know. We, we know absolutely nothing about Starfield. But if they were going to have like a huge blowout, it would be at E3. So it's possible. Mm. Even if they just show it off and say, well, it's not coming out on the launch, but it's coming out soon. Be excited. Do it. Could be. I don't know. But that's the... You got any more? No, um, that's you it. You got any more launch titles? But I think that's the general gist. I think it's going to be a fairly standard launch Line up, you've got your multi-platform AAA games, you've got your remasters, your sports games, one big exclusive. And the only wrinkle here mm. is that it's, it's sort of backwards compatible. And I only say sort of backwards compatible because apparently in some investors call uh, Yves Guillemot, oh, yeah. our favorite tiny French man mm. uh, who runs Ubisoft. And is obsessed with streaming games now. He's He's an oddball, that mm. that fellow. Yeah. I think it was him who was saying that the Division 2, like they 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 were making... He said something that suggested that it wouldn't be playable on PS5. Right. Uh, which ov obviously raises all sorts of questions about, well, what does backwards compatibility mean? Yeah, then, why, if that why doesn't it doesn't, just have an emulator on it that can play anything? If that doesn't work. Mm. Uh, so I think that's the only, that's the only the wrinkle here. Uh, in terms of what you may or may not see re-released. But uh, who's to say at this point? We'll, I'm sure we'll learn more over the coming months. Oh, Eve. He just wants you to buy it on Stadia. Please keep buying Please keep buying Stadias. Yeah. Oh, dear. Poor Stadia. Peter, it's time for something especially strange. It is. I jumped the gun. I got my phone out earlier. I saw it. The you teacher got your weird was like, news. put that away. Put that away. We do not need your phones here, Peter Austin. It's time for weird news. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Weird news time. Peter, weird me. Uh, mine is, um, it's very, very weird. It's not particularly funny. Brilliant. Yeah, it's one of those. Okay. So Who's died? Brace yourself. Oh, no. Is no, it... someone has actually died. Oh, no, died. is it that one? It's that one. Oh, Look, okay. it's very, it's too weird I not deliberately to bring, didn't to bring this news. one. <laughs> okay. it's too, I'm not going to laugh about it. No, it's but sad, But it's very actually. strange. Okay, go on. Mother reunited with deceased daughter in VR. That's who's died, Ben. I know. A mother's daughter. I know. Last week, a Korean TV special called Meeting You aired, which focused on a family's loss of their seven-year-old daughter. And in an unsettling finale, the program attempted to reunite the girl with her mother using a virtual reality recreation complete with audio. I think that better wording would be reunite the mother with her daughter. Uh, but anyway, mm. you can see it below. Not only was the girl fully replicated in 3D, able to walk around and interact, but the mother was given touch-sensitive gloves to accompany her VR headset, and she was able to walk around a limited green screen set. Within the confines of this moment, these fleeting few minutes, I have no idea, this is from Kotaku, by the way, mm. uh, Luke Plunkett. Within the confines of this moment, these fleeting uh, minutes, I have... No idea if this was an ultimately positive experience for this mother, and so I don't want to speak for her personal feelings or try to imagine what she felt interacting like this. Being able to see her daughter one last time might help her in the in the grieving process. Having some code pretend to be a living thing that she loved might only add to the trauma. Only time and research will tell. This is one of those things that I thought we had another five to ten years to get ready for, maybe some kind of means of reacting or responding to. The uncanny valley is something we still struggle with when it comes simply to entertainment. We're definitely not equipped to be able to uh, to tackling these same issues with loved ones. Were, uh, were this something that could have been done behind closed doors, then maybe we could, and now we'll have to, argue the psychological and ethical merits of such an exercise. But putting it on TV and then the internet for the world to see, well, whatever the long-term moral and ethical questions are, we're going to have to face this. We're going to have to. We're going to have to face, comma. This is extremely effed up. That's a slightly, it's a slightly weird sentence. Up sentence yeah. there. This is strange. It's very strange. Um, neither of us are parents. No. Neither of us have lost children. No. It would be impossible and unfair to speak to this woman's experience absolutely and how she is feeling going into this situation 
However, speaking as um, a white man, which mm. gives me a lot of authority, it so does. I'm led to believe, yeah. I would not ever, 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 ever want to do this. No. Ever, ever, ever. I mean, imagine, I'm not even trying to be funny here, but imagine if there was just some sort of graphical glitch while it was happening. Oh. Just, I, it's just, it's just yeah. too... It, oh, I, don't I don't even know. want to look at photos of my of my exes. You right. know, I, I I cannot imagine. Mm. I cannot begin to imagine. Yeah, what what this must have been like. I can see why they did it and where they're going with it. And like, if it was very very well done and researched, and uh, you know, they they really put a lot of thought into it. I can understand that there could be. Um, uh, therapy benefits from it mm -hmm. or again like it could just help with the grieving process but i think it's very strange and worrying and very korean slash japanese tv to yeah have a woman on the telly interacting with her dead daughter in a virtual world i um, have not i've not seen the clip and i, I, didn't I don't really watch the video, i don't no. really want to either no not that it's you know horrible or uncomfortable. I just I just don't I just don't, I feel like that's a very private. It thing. is exactly. And obviously, she's she's clearly agreed to it and signed up for it. Mm. But I think ultimately here, it's an incredibly personal thing, and I personally feel uncomfortable watching it, and yeah. I would not want that shared. And as you said, it's a very sort of Asian game show kind of approach in terms yeah. of almost uh, I don't know. Uh, gamifying grief uh yeah. in this sort of weird way and as i said you know we don't know what what she what she's Hopefully going it was through very helpful Her, but it may have been helpful we don't know how she found it nobody seems to have i i've heard this story reported on all over the place but mm -hmm. nobody seems to have actually found sort of gone the extra mile to find out how it was for her it was just there's no way of knowing because they just want to report the weird story yeah um i'm not saying you're complicit in that because you're just re reading aloud somebody else's story right but that seems to be the general thing is that nobody is actually finding out what it meant to this woman well i think everyone's <laughs> just saying, a bit oh isn't it a bit weird well yeah i don't think anyone wants to tell it's if like you say it's a very private thing yeah i didn't even want to watch the video of her doing it let alone if i was a journalist i wouldn't want to get in touch with the woman and be like how was it tell me about it mm. You know, she's lost her daughter. Terrible thing. And, you know, I, I reiterate, I brought this story along because yeah. this section is called weird news, not funny weird news. No, no, It definitely. usually is funny weird news. This one isn't. I we'll don't get think to some of funny. that in a minute. We will. We? I just assumed that at the end of the TV show, mm. they would talk to her and ask, and right. like, interview her and ask her how it was. But it seems nobody who speaks, you know, mm. the, the, the dialect or the language, yeah. the local language is able to... Has, has done that. Yeah. Um, so I would be very interested to know how she found it, mm -hmm. but uh, I wouldn't want to do it. No. I would not want to do that. They do use, I think they do use VR now for certain kinds of like therapy and maybe even physio treatment as mm -hmm. well. So you can see where like the, the lines came from when they were coming up with this as an idea. But yeah, it's yeah. just a very unusual thing. Mm -hmm. mm. And also, when we say we wouldn't want to do it, this I think when I had a look at this, it said that there was you know a dedicated team working on it for the better part of a year. Oh yeah, to surely. recreate this, so it's not going to be, it's never going to be easily accessible. No, uh, for for so but, you know, there's there's a, a minute chance that we'd ever even be in a position to turn it down. Mm. Full stop. But as this woman has done it, 
I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I, I, I hope I hope it helped. I yeah, hope it helped. Me too. Very strange though. How'd you how'd you fancy following that with something really funny? Let's go to Kotaku again. Okay. This is uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. You may remember I brought it up very briefly a few weeks ago mm. about how hackers had made their way into the PC version yeah. and started doing strange things. Mm -hmm. Hackers are dropping violent two-headed skeletons into Red Dead Online. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is from... Zach Zweissen. I'm not... I've, like... You with the with the VR story. I've seen this reported, but I haven't read exactly what it entails. All I know well, is that headline. Well, so. here with that double headline. Yeah, right? treat me. It's not Halloween, but already Red Dead Online is is. Hang on, but already Red Dead Online is already getting spook. <laughs> Kotaku, what is happening? <laughs> is getting spooky thanks to hackers who are releasing two-headed skeletons into online sessions. Two-headed. These aggressive skeletons have started popping up in random places over the last few days, surprising and attacking unsuspecting players. <laughs> First reported by VG247, you can also find Red Dead Online players sharing stories, photos and videos of these evil skeletons on Reddit, Twitter and Steam forums. They seem to pop out of nowhere and then chase nearby players, attacking them with punches and kicks. <laughs> Some players claim these skeletons are impervious to bullets. God. The skeletons aren't an official Rockstar event or part of some secret update. Instead, players on PC seem to be encountering hackers who are getting creative with how, to, with how they troll players. I'm glad that Kotaku included that. Now, these two-headed violent skeletons that they're, are appearing out of nowhere... They're not officially They weren't included endorsed. by Rockstar. These skeleton appearances are consistent with the weird ways Grand Theft Auto Online hackers and modders annoy players, such as by spawning in giant wind turbines or skyscraper-sized <laughs> sections of Track City, a tra racetrack in the middle of the city. This two-headed skeleton isn't an original modded creation. In fact, it has been in the game since launch. It can be found in the wreckage of a traveling circus freak show, oh. where someone with two heads seemingly became trapped and died. I wondered why that was, yeah... All that remains is the, in the game is their skeleton, the same skeleton model that is now being used to attack random players. <laughs> I wonder if they chose that deliberately or if there was just a quirk in, in the code that meant that is the thing that happens to be spawned. <laughs> you would choose the two-headed skeleton definitely deliberately would, wouldn't if you? you could. If you encounter a two-headed skeleton in Red Dead Online, get your lasso out and hogtie it, then drop it off a waterfall or into a lake. Or find a new session that isn't infested with hackers. Mm. There we go. There's the uh, wow, the weird Red Dead update news. It's amazing. Did you also see that Pokemon Home, which is finally out now uh, as an app, mm. people were going through the files, the Android files, and they found that in, in, the, in the files somewhere is, is a gif of a woman dancing. No. Did you, did you, what kind of this? a woman dancing? So it's not sexy. It's not sexy okay. dance. I mean, it, it, to each their own. I mean, it's a woman. It's not. It's it must not a be sexy. It's not a. It's not a nude dance. Right. Um, what it is, it's 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 a it's a gift that someone made of that video where the woman is doing the dance and then a child walks up behind her and just gets smacked in the face by her bottom. Right. And that has been included for some reason <laughs> in the files of this Pokemon Home app. Right. And I don't know why, but it's it's good fun. Well, I've seen that there's a cool new Professor Oak as well. I thought that you, that you might bring that as your no, weird new... It's, no, I guess it's not super weird, but he's he's a bit strange. Is he? Strange Oak. Have you, have you not seen him? No, I haven't seen him. Oh, yeah, there's a new... Oh. Our people might be 
disappointed we didn't bring that along. Never mind. We'll work it out. Look it up yourself. We'll get it next time. Yeah. Let's move on to another question. This comes from Robin Lau, Peter. Yes, it does. Robin Lau says, Hello, Ben and Peter. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Decided to take a crack at a question. Uh, you might have already answered this before. Sorry if you have. But did you have any, partic- did you have any particular gaming Peculiar. habits? Peculiar, yeah, I know. Well, I, I did know. I've read this before, but I just read it wrong out loud. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> read it wrong twice. I did know, but I just don't know right now. Okay. Thanks for telling me. That's okay. Did you have any peculiar gaming habits growing up uh, or even just currently? As a wee lass, I was overly possessive over some mostly hunky husband-worthy characters and would forbid friends and brother from playing them. Any games range, uh, ranging from co-op... Dynasty Warriors type or fighting games. I even kept a notebook on the character's last loadout or EXP or save time so I could tell the next time I got on if anyone had been using them. Of course, I've already outgrown this childish habit now, but no, you may not play Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 6. He had 13 rounds on his 909 last time I played. Who's been playing my Chris Redfield? Robin very loud was yeah I know well it's in caps it is in caps Robin was uh, in my in the chat on my Resident Evil stream yep. on Monday and said that she thinks uh, Resi 4 Leon is the hunkiest sexiest Leon hunkiest sexiest Leon and well she would know she, wouldn't she was she? a big fan of him she would absolutely know she was a wee lass um, there you go good question Robin I thought that was hilarious yeah that, me too that habit is fantastic. Noting down the details is no. The, I mean that's because he's extra. mine. Because he's mine. Yeah. You cannot have him. Well, I've got one a bit like that. But if you want to, Bellamy's go first. But okay. Yeah. I've got a couple of. I got a couple of ones. Mm. Uh, there's that time, as I've spoken about before, when I broke my PS2 disc tray by leaning over it oh, yeah. and I leant on it. That was part of my usual game freeze procedure that I would do. Right. Where I would. Eject the eject the the disc tray. Mm. Take out the disc. Give it a little rub on my trousers. Mm. Put it back in the disc tray. Put it back in. That doesn't work. You unplug it from the TV. Don't know why that yeah, would that, fix the that's freezing. That's going to unfreeze a frozen game. You blow into the slots gently mm. with consent, and then you plug it all back in. Yeah. And then you unplug the controller. Right. Just in case it's the controller. Yeah. You plug that back in. And I had this whole procedure that I would do. Did it ever work? No. No. No, it never did. However, I did once fix my heavily, heavily, heavily scratched copy of SmackDown Here Comes the Pain, which was one of my favorite PS2 games, Mm. with T-Cut. Right. Which is a solution you can buy to sort of buff out scratches on cars Mm -hmm. and someone said oh yeah put a bit of tea cut on it my dad happened to have some tea cut and i was like okay (laughs) and it worked wow and it still works now and it used to freeze all the time and then as soon as i rubbed tea cut onto this disc it worked god so there's something to be said for that the other one is uh from spyro 3 year of the dragon Mm -hmm. after every sort of tough level or like big boss fight i'd bring him back to Sunrise Springs, yeah. the first hub world, 
and I'd take him for a little paddle in the stream. Yeah, I remember you telling me and that. And I'd used to take him for a little paddle in the stream oh. after, you know, because he'd earned it. Yeah. The video, the fictional video game character had earned a nice little break in the stream, mm -hmm. a little swim. So that was something that I used to do. I've got one a bit like that, that mm -hmm. me and my siblings used to do in Spyro 1. In Dark Hollow, there's this little staircase. It's only got like four steps that you go up and it's near the end of the level. You climb up the staircase and then the exit's there. But at the bottom of the staircase, there's two little wooden pyres, little stacks of, of firewood. Um, and if you flame them, they light on fire either side of the staircase. And the lighting changes when you do it. Um, it's all like baked in, but it cha it changes the texture of the lighting around it. Right. And nowhere else in the game are there lightable fires. This is a weird thing in Dark Hollow where there's two either side of the staircase. And we... I don't know who named it out of me and my siblings when we were all in like around seven years old, mm. but it was called yeah. the Staircase of Glory. Oh, right? wow. And you do not go up that staircase without lighting the Staircase of Glory. No, you don't. Don't Otherwise you dare. It's bad luck. Yeah. And I don't think in my <laughs> sort of dozens and dozens of times I've played through Spyro 1, I don't think I've ever gone up that staircase without lighting those fires. Well, the Staircase of Glory. The Staircase of Glory. Yeah. Wow. Um, on the subject of very young me and my siblings mm -hmm. uh, having strange things going on with games, my sister's first ever game that was bought for her was from an aunt who'd bought her a copy of A Bug's Life on PS1. So that was hers. It belonged to her. And she used to let me and my brother sometimes play it. Okay. Now, at the time... She was probably about six years old. Mm. Um, and in this game, uh, when you're playing it on PS1 out of a, an old CRT telly, you can't really hear the dialogue sometimes. It's, while you're playing a level and just walking around, just flick, he'll just come out with these lines that just occasionally loop round. Mm -hmm. And one of them in this dark tunnel where there's all these glowing mushrooms to light, light the tunnel is iridescent lighting i like it right but right. because we couldn't hear what was being said it was just sort of <laughs> my sister thought he was saying something like he doesn't like it or oh, something okay and if he said that we had to turn it off oh no <laughs> you had to because he doesn't like it because he doesn't like it yeah that's, that's the only fair thing so my six-year-old daughter a bit daughter oh my goodness what the hell help that was weird uh, my six-year-old uh, uh, sister That's would. The worst. Yeah, uh, I'm tired too. Uh, would if if Flick said he doesn't like it, even though he was saying iridescent lighting. Right. I like it. You had to turn it off. We had to turn it off. So were you aware that this was ridiculous, or were you all in? Were you were you agreed that? Well, he says he doesn't like it. Well, we or was it her rule because she owned. It, it was her rule. Okay. We thought he was saying he doesn't like it or someone doesn't like it, but we thought it was ridiculous that we had to turn it off. Yeah, because it yeah. is. Yeah, but we yeah we thought he was saying that even though he wasn't. Wow. Uh, the one other thing I have is that when I'm playing a, a particularly like a sandbox RPG game, but kind of any game really, I just can't help myself. Like there's a there's a term for it in something like um, D and D hmm. where it's mixing player knowledge with character knowledge. Okay. So it's the idea that, like, say in a game, uh, there's a there's a bit where you have to walk down a corridor and then a cutscene plays where the door slams down and you're like, oh, I can't go this way. I'll have to go that horrible way that, you know, if I'm playing that game for like the 10th time and I could just go the horrible way straight away, 
I will never do that. I will, because he doesn't know. He doesn't so know that he got has to, to. I've got to go and trigger that cutscene. So you play the, logically. I do, yeah. And I don't know why I do that because it's just me and a and a computer in front of me, a little you know machine. No yeah. one needs to keep up any pretense. Like I'm aware that that door's going to close when I get there. Mm-hmm. But I just I do that kind of stuff, you know. I had that in Beyond Two Souls as well. In a lot of these games, actually, mm-hmm. um, where I'm going for a platinum run. And I'm following a guide. And it says, mm. the quickest thing to do here is to be a dick. And I always choose not to be a dick. Right. Because I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like to do that. I don't like to upset virtual people. Yeah. And, uh, or if I or if I do, I have to, like, listen to a podcast or turn the volume right down. Because it just, it's not that I'm physically incapable. It just makes me uncomfortable. I'd just mm. rather play for a bit longer and be nice. Right. Especially if it's characters that I've come to know and it's a game I like. It's weird. Even though it's just it's weird. you on your own and just some code. Well, that's know. the thing. I, I saw, Why do we do it? I saw a tweet or something about it where it says, my my power fantasy in video games is to have everyone like me. Yeah. And I think that's it's it's true mm-hmm. for a lot of people. You know, it's always fun sometimes to do like an evil playthrough. Yeah. But you really have to be in the mindset for it because, yeah, my power fantasy in video games is to just... Please is is to it's is to please everyone. People. Do do everything for everyone and keep everyone happy. And that's why Telltale games are so hard sometimes because you have to piss people off. Yeah, like in life and video games are my escape from that. Right, where I can like in the outer world make everyone happy. Right, <laughs> and I want to do that. Well, in the same way that like you don't want to make these people who aren't actually real, you you, you want to make them happy. I don't want to confuse Leon Kennedy by taking making him go the scary way where yeah. he's like, there's a perfectly good door right there. Why not go through the door? I don't want Leon Peter, to be confused. Peter, can we go through the door? Yeah. Uh, Please. No, no, Leon. No, that, that door's just going to close. It's just going to close. That's it. No, but he, no. He, you can't. You've got to let him He learn. would wonder how I knew that. You've he would, got to let him... You would, not believe that I find out could tell the future like that for himself. Yeah, Peter, mm. it's time to move on to a big discussion. Are you ready? It's time for the big discussion. Big discussion time. This comes from Ginny. Ginny. Since Bioware have said they are overhauling Anthem, hopefully for the better, it makes me wonder, are there any other games that would be worth the time and effort to do the same? Games that had a spark of being great but lost themselves along the way. Of course, the obvious example being No Man's Sky. Hello Games had a great idea, but when the game was released, it wasn't the open-world space journey they'd originally talked about. So they went back and made the game they promised, and it was all the better for it. Mm. Thank you, Ginny. So, Anthem, they have recently come out and said that they are going to they are committed to completely overhauling the game mm-hmm. and making it better we've got a quote here from Eurogamer would you like to read it yeah Eurogamer Bioware will be focusing on a longer term redesign over the coming months with the studio aiming to reinvent the core this is a quote the core gameplay loop with clear goals motivating challenges and progression with meaningful rewards end quote However, the, quote, fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting, end quote, will, says the developer, be preserved. Brilliant. Good. Because I was having a lot of fun in that flying science fantasy well, world. Well, that's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, great. People who like Anthem, they, are, they do exist. Mm-hmm. This sounds like it's good for them. Yeah. However, the fundamental issue with Anthem was that... The world was dead. 
There mm-hmm. was there was no story. The characters were scaled back. They had dialogue cut. There were line flubs in the finished game and things referring to plot events that were cut because they didn't have time to remove them or re-record yeah. anything else. That's the problem with the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, the gameplay loop is is all wink wonk and not fixed, but it doesn't matter. You just at that point you're just polishing a plop. Yeah. It's fundamentally not good in the same way that my pick, Fallout 76, mm-hmm. is also fundamentally plopped because as much as I would love for them to spend and dedicate the time that they apparently are mm-hmm. to fixing the game and making it good, it's still on that engine. Yeah. And that is the problem. It's buggy and it doesn't work. You can't fix that. Mm-hmm. You can't fix that by adding NPCs. Yeah. You're just stacking more things on top of a creaky old engine. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make it work. However, the idea of playing Fallout with friends is extremely exciting. Yeah. And I'm not talking, as we've said before, I'm not talking Elder Scrolls Online because that's an MMO with a, with a Skyrim skin on it. Yeah. I don't want that. I want my own instanced world with maybe two or three friends running around in it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then That's just loads of NPCs and stuff. Yeah, just a full game. Just basically. A, a Fallout game with two players. And offering. I'm not waving that away like it's simple to do. Mm. But if you're able to get 12 players into this online world that's massively vast with lots of stuff to do in it, and now you're you're saying you're able to add NPCs to it, then why not just make Fallout 5 yeah. have, have a two-player option where you where someone can hop into your game with their character. I don't think it's even that difficult. I think they've just not done it because, you know, it, yeah, it would be require extra resources and stuff, and they've always got by without having multiplayer options in there. But, like, they've always... For, for years, they've been very, very crude um, but somewhat functioning multiplayer mods available for the likes of... Skyrim and Fallout on Steam, I think. Mm. You know, uh, certainly one of the Fallout games had a kind of functional. I mean, it was buggy as hell. Right. It was made by an uh, you know an amateur modder. Yeah. Now, that's made by someone who's you know just trying their best to to effectively break a game. Surely Bethesda's team of developers would actually be able to just make a Fallout game with multiplayer, like a, yeah. a regular Fallout game as we know it. Um, so yeah. I think that's a good a good call. But mm. like you say, you can't just overhaul Fallout 76 and it suddenly be great. No, it's not going to work. It's the yeah. same with Anthem. It's, it's a different problem. Fallout 76 has structural issues mm. and Anthem has narrative issues. And you can't fix the narrative issues. You can't make that suddenly work. And that's the thing Bioware is known for as well. Yeah. Is these rich, engaging worlds, which increasingly they have been failing to create so much so that Bioware does just has absolutely no stock anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody sees a Bioware game and and gets excited about it anymore because it's just not the same Bioware that it was. Yeah. Uh, whereas Anthem fundamentally runs fine and is stable, but there's you know there's 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 no there's no heart to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I I I, I got. <clears throat> confused in my brain there for a second i think i, I thought i was talking about fallout right. i think i just compared bioware and anthem to each other yeah uh, what i mean did. is yeah anthem anthem needs story stuff and you can't patch that in or you can't fix it with a patch fallout 76 needs a new engine and you can't patch that in. yeah 
But I would like to see Fallout 76 overhauled or even just completely redone from the ground up on a new engine. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I've come at it from like kind of the opposite way in that I've picked a game that is, for the most part, quite good. Mm. Um, but I would s- still like to see the way, uh, I don't know, just, you know, in the same way that they're just kind of overhauling the gameplay loop in in uh, Anthem and, and the likes of that, rather than, as you say, rebuilding the entire thing from the ground up. Uh, I think Crash Nitro-fueled mm. kind of... I wish that they'd gone about it in a different way. You know, it plays very well. It looks very good. But, you know, the 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 way that they did the Grand Prix, and I'm not here to complain about the microtransactions, although that's obviously a big problem, mm-hmm. but just the absolute grind going on in that game just resulted in me getting burnt out on it, like, within a few months, which was a shame because I really enjoyed it at the time. And yesterday... Uh, a, a video shuffled on my YouTube, uh, which was some nitro-fueled uh, stuff, and I watched it and went, "Oh yeah, that was a, that was a fun game to play." I was watching someone like power sliding around a corner and going, "Oh yeah, like timing the boosts and stuff," mm-hmm. and I kind of resent the fact that it pushed me away right. by making me sad and tired with it. Mm-hmm. And what I think they should have done is. Um, brought out the sort of Grand Prix content that they've been bringing out, but split it up, made it slightly more frequent, but also easier to unlock. So I think instead of every four or five weeks bringing out a big pack of loads of stuff, but then kind of forcing you to grind all of that within the month, Mm -hmm. what they should have done is every two or three weeks, they could have brought out a new track or a new character and actually, if you look at how much they brought out, if you imagine just doing one of those at a time, that would have lasted them a long time. Instead right. of bringing out like three characters in a track all in one go every four weeks, you know, if they just divvied it up, uh, they could have had a new track or a new character, which is always exciting, and just had you uh, try and unlock that in a couple of weeks by not having to grind so much. Yeah, just set the set the bar lower you know, so that you don't have to just sit there and and play a load of stuff that you don't actually want to play. They shouldn't have made multiplayer um, have um, massive bonuses in terms of, like, multipliers because it's not fun to play that multiplayer game. No. Um, Either that or they should have done proper matchmaking so that it knows how good you are and it matches people up. So there's just kind of a load of almost... Uh, kind of backstage, behind-the-scenes aspects quality of Quality of life. Yeah, quality of life stuff that I, I would love to see completely rehashed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, as I say, I think it looks great and it plays great for the most part in terms of the actual, you know, the handling and so on. So that's all fine. I don't think they need to mess with that, but it would just be nice if it hadn't just made me... It, it was like a very sickly piece of cake or right. something, you know? I enjoyed it, and then I really didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. No, um, I agree. Yeah. I, I think they they could have done that a lot better. There were mm. there were different things they could have done for sure. Yeah, um, but it is possible. You know, it is possible to take something and completely rework it. You look at Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, A Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. That game came out, got trashed, got taken away again, and they completely remade it from the ground up. Yeah, and it's still going now. It made it from PS three to PS four, and it's probably going to make it onto PS five as well. Mm-hmm. It's it is possible if the companies are willing to to put the time in, but you know, for, while Final Fantasy XIV or A Realm Reborn was a complete 
you know, from 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 scratch. Yeah. Overhaul. No Man's Sky. I was about to say, is, Ginny's example is a good one as well. It's proof that you can iterate on something. The the thing that No Man's Sky had, though, is it's in a different situation uh, to Fallout 76 and certainly Anthem, in that it was fundamentally fine. Mm. It just wasn't what people no, they were advertised. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they've been adding features, and, and that's been the way that they can go about it, whereas Anthem has narrative issues, Fallout 76 has structural issues. Mm. Um, Crash Team Racing, they could completely rehaul, but they won't because no, it's Activision won't. and they want your money, please. Oh, yeah, and loads of people are still playing it, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, they probably are. Yeah. They probably are. But I would, you know, I just, I wish Fallout, I played a lot of Fallout 76, mm-hmm. so much Fallout 76, and it just, it should, and it could and should have been better, and it would have been night and day better if it actually ran properly. Yeah. It still would have been weird. It still would have been a weird half-step Fallout game with no NPCs. Mm. But if it worked, it just works. Yeah. Then that that should be a bare minimum requirement full stop. Stop releasing games on this engine. Are you excited for Starfield on an updated, modified version of our creation <sighs> yeah, engine? No, don't, be, don't do, just take a couple of years. And don't make any games. Make an engine. Mm-hmm. You look at Dreams. Yeah, They've been building an engine for about four or five years now mm-hmm. that anyone can use to make games. Yeah, and make amazing oh, games. For, for, oh. It's not even out yet properly. And it's, you know... There's, I think it is tomorrow. Well, time oh, yesterday. Is, yeah. Is that yeah. yesterday? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, the, 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 the stuff that has even been shown off in the beta period, yeah. it's just incredible. It's crazy. Um, so I can't wait for that to come out. It's, it's soon at time of recording. Certainly is. Mm. Um, Valentine's Day, in fact, is when it came out. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Is there a particular game that you would have liked to have seen be better or be iterated on and improved? And mm. how would you do that? Let yeah. us know. Let us know. Do. Let us know. Mm. Let us know. Let, Let us her snow. snow. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Mm. The fire is so delightful. Since we know place to go, let us know, let us know, let us know. Precisely. And how will they do that? Um, at Team Triple Jump, wherever you like, you know, uh, down down the shops, in the pub, yeah. at the park. Don't follow us to the pub or no, the shops, please. please. Please not. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. It's where our videos and streams happen. Uh, we've got mods there when we do streams. Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps. I had to actually look at the notes there to remember. How rude. Mm. No, it's because we've got a lot of excellent community members who do various things, such as Luke Eldon, who looks after our Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Likewise, twitter.com forward slash team triple jump. Those two places are where we do social media rings. Yes, we do. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is our Patreon where we have all kinds of rewards like early worst games ever, special bits of exclusive merchandise, or for a $1 access to our to a special room in our Discord, mm. which is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump, being modded by Jack and Joe and Crimson Dragonfly. Mm. The website is tripleje.mup, where we have a store, a shop, slash shop, yes. not slash store. Store. We are English. A stop. And the podcast, if you want an audio version, because you're watching on the YouTubes, it's yeah. play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash triple jump 
Fantastic. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can at that Peter Austin at Ben Potter 20 and on Twitter at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, Monday and Tuesday being solo streams on Twitch. Thursday being the joint stream blaze it on YouTube. Worst games is fortnightly Friday for patrons Sunday for everyone else. It's not worst games ever week. That'll be next week. It will. The podcast is every Saturday, and we do shows every other week. Please leave us a review on iTunes, etc. It helps. Something to do with algorithms. We there did, were a couple of things out this week, Peter. Yeah, I was about to say we did uh, we did a Valentine's main menu mm-hmm. yesterday at time of podcast release uh, on Friday. That was that was fun, wasn't it? Sure it was. was. A fun one. Mm. Uh, we also. Uh, what else did we do this week? We did a a, a, a Valentine's list. We did uh, the hunkiest, the the fifteen sexiest hunky sexy boys of twenty nineteen. Video game, video, hunky. yeah, not just, not I mean, just in general. Otherwise, not, it's not be, just us. Would be all the all yeah, the all fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was uh, it's a format we've done once before on Triple Jump and once before at What Culture as well. Yes, yeah, and it's sort of an annual thing now, isn't it? It is. Although the reaction this year was. Not not mixed, but certainly we've got people who weren't viewing last year who were all like, oh, SJWs because you didn't do one about women. Yeah, there were actual comments like, wow. saying, wow. I see that you're not going to be doing... I, I bet you won't do one about women because you're SJW cucks. Well, you do one about women. Yeah. We'll see how that goes down. Yeah. Coward. 15 sexiest women. Yeah, can Ugh. you imagine? And just there were comments... It's that, a joke list. It is, yeah. <laughs> we put like a car... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, a plane, plane and a lion in it from yeah. spoilers. From, from Zoo, Planet Zoo. Mm-hmm. Robots. Yeah. And even the people who weren't saying like, oh, I bet you won't do one for women were just asking like genuinely like, oh, so you, are you going to do a, a, a women one soon? No. No, we're it's not. It's a joke list. Yeah. It's a joke list. It's that an annual joke really list. Really weird. For goodness sake. Please go and watch it. It's available yeah. now. I think it's really funny and really well put I do. together. Uh, it's yeah, so it's on the channel now. Please go and watch it. So divisive that that, that format because people, some people really get it and re- it's, yeah, it's, I mean last year's one went down year. really well. There were people when I mentioned in my stream that that was coming out, people in the chat were going, "Oh my god, yes!" You know, I yeah. really love that list. Uh, and then you get the other people. You get people who, who are just being ironically snowflakes about it and calling you an SJW, which is now a banned word on the channel. Ironically, or unironic, unironic. Uh, well, I suppose. In, in both senses. Yeah. It's it's they're unironically calling us SJWs while mm. themselves being oh, I see. snowflakes. It's ironic and it's ironic that they're calling us snowflakes yeah. while yeah, anyway. No, they're calling us SJWs while themselves yes. being triggered by something very, very simple. Mm. Oh, the internet's fun, isn't it? Either way, I think that list is really good and it it's is. meant to be really funny and it is funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, please go and watch it. Do. Finally, we've got to have this sponsor. Yeah. Uh but before you do that. Mm-hmm. We've got a song to play. Yes, we do. It's going to play us out. Um, it's it's the Dick song, and that's all I know. It's it's, uh, yeah. it's a song about Richard Marchinko Demo Dick, uh, who of course was a temporary host last year on Triple Jump for I about a him. month. Yeah, he's gone gone for, but not forgotten. No. And uh, X thirteen Inc at X thirteen underscore Inc on Twitter and also on YouTube has written a song mm-hmm. all about his exploits and what he means to us. And we are going to roll that at the end of the podcast for you all to listen to. When you say X13 Inc, isn't it just 13 Inc or XIII Inc? Oh, you're right. I don't know why I said that. It's the Roman numerals for 13. Thank you. Yeah. And God. then Inc. XIII underscore Inc. Yeah. 13 underscore. I don't know why I said that. 
Why did, okay. I, why did I even say that? So stupid. Yeah. What an idiot. What an idiot. Peter, who's the sponsor? Uh, oh, when you need to plop, but you're going to work and you've got to plop in the next two minutes. Don't forget to have... So let me just check my notes. Check check my notes. Sonic brand laxatives. Got to go. Fast. Fast? Yeah, well, it depends on... Yeah, it's it's it's. it's do you, do you have to go fast? Yes. Yes. Gotta go. And these will fast. make you go the, fast. The question mark is optional. Cool. Here's the song. Thanks for watching, everybody, and listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.